Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy-ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and French fry activist. And you're listening to 100% healthy-ish. Here's the thing. As a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle and end of the health conversation. And after years of clinical and coaching experience, I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're going to love. To be healthy-ish, we move beyond the boring basics and consider some ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health. Are you ready? It's going to be fun. Let's go. Oh, well, good morning. Well, I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this. It is morning as I record. Um, I'm sitting in my newly decorated office. I don't know if you followed the journey of this office, but I just recently pulled it apart, reorganized according to feng shui, slapped some paint on the wall. It's this very glowy, peachy pink. I did a full corkboard wall, um, decluttered, clean. It just feels so amazing to be in here. So I'm in here. I'm sipping a coffee, sorry for any slurping noises <laughs> as I record. And it's just like, you know, one of those days where just like I'm off on the right foot, things are getting done, it feels great. So welcome. I'm so excited that you are here. Today, we're gonna talk about healthy-ish travel. And um, I just wanna start with like, what makes me equipped to give you advice on travel. <laughs> I am not a travel expert. I'm not a travel agent. They still exist. I know because I have a friend who's a travel agent. She's fantastic. Um, but I do travel a lot. Like as I'm sitting in my new office, I'm staring at a wall and there are photos of Newfoundland, PEI, New York City, Brooklyn, Muskoka, uh, Panamara, in Ireland, Leicester Square, Edinburgh. Um, what else is on there? Brighton, Dublin, Kingston. Yeah, more Scotland, Primrose Hill. Like these are all photos from the past few years. So I would say that while I'm not a traditional digital nomad, um, I do travel and work more than most. And at last year in particular, I spent two months on the road living and working and traveling through Europe with my kids. And my goal is to do that every year. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't know what kind of reality it will be uh, for the next four, four to six years as my kids finish up high school and move on. But ultimately, ultimately, my goal is to spend three months working and living from a different location every year. And, you know, I have traveled since I was 19. I moved to Paris when I was 19 and um, was in a really good place with food and my body at that time. And then over the course of that year, I lived in Paris. I lived in London. I did a lot of backpacking on my own, which is like a long story for another day. But that's when I really sort of developed some disordered eating patterns. And I'll say that for about 10 years after that, travel was deeply impacted by my relationship with food and my body and not in a good way. 
And then through my thirties, there was this like reemergence of the full joy and experience of traveling that I was able to like reclaim as I reclaimed my relationship with food in my body. And so, um, I just feel like I have a lot to say and a lot to offer when it comes to travel. But today I'm going to start with like the six areas that I think most often come up and how I manage them in what I believe is a really healthy-ish way. So being considerate and intentional in these areas without being obsessive or rigid or like killing all the fun and the spontaneity and the adventure that makes travel so fulfilling and fun, right? So the six areas, and and it was interesting because I put this out on social media and I put it out in a newsletter for people to fill me in on their struggles with travel or their tips. And I got so much feedback, like there are just certain topics that seem to get people really going. And even though it was all of different flavors and varieties, both the questions and the advice, it really did all kind of fall into these six categories. So here are the six categories, skin, sleep, hydration, digestion, immunity, and style. I feel like every tip And every question that I have fielded in the past five to 10 years about travel have fallen into one of these categories. So let's start with skin and I'll fill you in on my thoughts about skin. Skin takes a real beating when we're traveling, you know, en route, whether it's planes, trains, automobiles, our skin tends to get really dried out. And then I even find that just being in new environments, like in Europe, just the humidity levels were different. When I was in Mexico City, we're at this really high altitude, like our skin just shifts and changes when we're in new environments. And so for me, the biggest thing is hydration. Um, I have, I'm 43. So my my skin is definitely on the drier side. And so it's like deep hydration and, um, you know, trying to make sure my skin is well hydrated while not clogging it up. Cause I do also have skin that, that loves to get like these little milia, these little white bumps. If I put on too heavy of uh, a moisturizer too often. So the things that I have been using while traveling, my favorite things have been First of all, I love getting, I love to have on hand a clean, like a, a face wipe that is is as clean as possible. And there aren't that, there aren't that many of them. I don't know why I can't think of a brand name off the top of my head. I think the last one that I used was just a pack from Boots, which probably wouldn't have been that clean of a product, but I love like when I'm on planes or trains Um, I love to have a bag of face wipes in my, in my carry on in my, in my bag, because, you know, I used to try to bring like face washes with me for overnight flights. And it's just, it's just too messy, the face cloths and the whatever. So I find it easier to just have a pack of face wipes 
They're also great for cleaning hands, for sometimes wiping down um, seats that seem a little yucky or gross. Like they just sort of are multi-purpose. So the first thing is I love to have a wipe because I like to be able to clean my skin. And if I'm doing like a really long day of travel, I try to go into it with a clean face. Like I don't have any makeup or anything on. I just want like a nice clean palette, clean, clear, well-moisturized skin. That's it. And then when I'm en route, I can use a wipe to sort of clean my face. Um, the moisturizers, the things that I have been loving while traveling, the first is called Boom Boom Milk. It is from Violette and it is a combination of like a, a moisturizer and a toner and it has probiotics in it. And it's just so beautiful. And it just sprays, you spray a little on your fingertips and you just wipe it in. Um, the other thing that I've been loving is from Summer Fridays, a product called Jet Lag. And it's a hydrating mask, but you don't have to wipe it off. You can blot it off with a warm cloth, but you don't have to. And again, it's just really deeply nourishing. You can get it at Sephora. Um, the Boom Boom Milk, I think you have to order online from Violette. It's, you know, Violette French, like underscore FR. Um, but Jet Lag, you can get at Sephora. And it's just so beautiful. And then the heavy duty moisturizer that I bring with me is by Huna, H-U-N-A. And it's like a very thick balm. And it is really helpful for dry skin, sometimes on my face, sometimes like on my body for really dry patches. It's very heavy. I don't use it over and over again every single day, but I'll use it on my face if it's a particularly dry moment or on other parts of my body that are really dry. So it's a Huna. It's a really nice, clean balm that I totally love. Um, and then sunscreen. I always bring Kula. I love the face setting. They have like a face setting mist that has sunscreen in it. So it's good for setting your makeup while also being um, a really clean, healthy sunscreen for your face. So that's skin. Skin, like I said, it mostly revolves around being able to creating a, create a feeling of cleanliness when I'm on the go. Like there's nothing I hate more than the feeling of clogged, stuffy, oily, yucky skin when I'm traveling. So those wipes are really key. And then having a number of products on hand for like moisturizing. And I guess probably hand in hand with that, would be um, just like a really good lip balm, like a really nice, I've been using the Three Ships lip balm um, just to keep my lips hydrated as well. Um, okay, on the same note, hydration from the inside. So that's sort of like skin hydration that I'm talking about from the outside, but from the inside, um, when I'm traveling, I tend to bring packets of electrolytes and emergency so the emergency with vitamin D is for the immune system, but I find it also really deeply hydrating. They just come in these little tiny packets. They're great for adding to water, especially if water, you know, not if there's anything wrong with it, but if it just tastes a little funny, you know, when you go to different places, sometimes the water just has a different, you know, you've been reassured that it's clean and it's fine to drink, but it has like a different vibe, a different taste. I love adding, um, emergency 
and or electrolytes. And the electrolytes that I love most are by Vega at the moment. Um, and they just like, sometimes I can drink water, 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 and I do not feel hydrated. It feels like I just pee more and more and more and more and more. And when that happens, I just, I use electrolytes. I find them incredibly helpful for being well hydrated. And they're also great to, ha to have on hand if you enjoy having an alcoholic bevy from time to time. You know, every now and then we'll be traveling and we'll have a, a few drinks one night and they're great to have on hand for the morning after. I personally avoid electrolytes with collagen. And I say that after just last week, buying a huge container of electrolytes, Organica electrolytes at Costco that have collagen in them. Collagen is fabulous. If you like the taste of it, if you enjoy it, it would be an amazing thing to bring with you. I personally hate the taste of it. There's something about it. Like we'll add it to smoothies. I got this huge container. We won't let it go to waste. We'll add it to smoothies. We'll hide it in things, but to drink it on its own um, there's just something about the taste of it that feels plasticky or something to me. I'm not sure. So I don't take that when I'm traveling because it's just too difficult to use. I want things that feel super easy, right? And so I love these little packets, packets of emergency, packets of electrolytes. They're just fabulous for staying well hydrated and a good water bottle, right? I always bring a really good water bottle with me. Um, Building on that, immunity is something that I think we worry about when we're traveling, especially in a post-COVID world. So in addition to emergency, which kind of doubles as hydration as well as immune support, I bring um, a, a propolis, a bee propolis throat, sp throat spray. And I'm just going to like look that up as I'm talking because I'm forgetting uh, what getting off the top of my head what the um the brand name is just give me a minute oh it's beekeepers naturals so beekeepers naturals does a real a really yummy excuse me propolis throat relief spray so it's great to have on hand for sore throats which it seems like someone in our family always gets a sore throat when we're traveling but it's also really protective like like spraying it into your throat before you get on the plane, the trains, whatever, it just coats that area of your nasopharynx where viruses like to replicate. And so it's great for the immune system. It protects that area and just fends off the colds and flus that we can get from people when we are in small spaces. Uh, the other thing that I like to bring with me is just like a, a zinc lozenge, like something that has that's gonna soothe my throat Again, in a post-COVID world, it's getting better, but it feels almost like blasphemous to cough. And when I'm on planes and trains, um, something about the air, I just, it irritates my throat and I cough. And so in addition to being great for sort of, you know, getting some extra zinc in and things that help to support the, sometimes herbs, things that support the immune system, um, it's also very soothing for the throat if you are prone to getting little cough attacks that are very embarrassing. Okay, how are we doing? If you have other ideas, if you have thoughts about this, please, please, please send them my way. So we've covered skin, we've covered hydration, we've covered immunity. Let's go on to sleep. 
there is only one thing that I bring for sleep. I love it. I swear by it. It's my favorite. Again, I'm not your medical doctor. You should check with an MD or an ND, your primary health care practitioner, um, before taking any supplements. But I love the BioClinic Naturals um, SomnoPro. It's a combination of melatonin with L-theanine and 5-HTP. And I find it, it's just, it's a chewable. You take it before, like 20 minutes before you go to sleep. It tastes really good. Um, my kids love it and occasionally ask for it when they're having trouble sleeping, but it's great because it helps to ease anxiety as well as, you know, the melatonin in there to lull you into like your proper circadian rhythm, wherever you are. That combo for me, and it's low dose melatonin, like it's one milligram of melatonin, I believe. So it's, you can take one or two of them. I, I only ever really need one. And it's been amazing for jet lag. It's been amazing for perimenopausal anxiety and insomnia that's crept up on me in the past few years. Um, and just for getting to sleep in general. And like I said, my kids love it too. So it's a great supplement for kind of like the family. I, again, this is just, you know, what I do. Um, there are some things in there that if you're on certain moon medications might not be ideal. So just make sure to check with your primary healthcare practitioner. But for me, that's it. That's all I do for sleep. I keep it really simple. Um, I accept that occasionally when I'm traveling, sleep's not ideal, but this really helps overall and, and gets me back on track. When we went to Europe last year, um, the time before that we had gone to Europe, the jet lag nearly killed me when we got there. Like it was like five days of just intensity, which is a lot when sometimes your trip's only two weeks or 10 days or a week or whatever it is. This trip was longer, but I'm telling you, I don't know if it was a supplement, but within like two days, I felt totally on track there. It felt really amazing. So it's worth a try if sleep is an issue for you. Okay. The biggie digestion. Um, digestion is always an issue, right? Like we're changing environments which tends to alter our bowel movement patterns. Um, we're exposed to slightly different bugs and microorganisms and food, spices, tastes, flavors, all of the above. Um, and then particularly in certain places and certain zones in the world, right? Like when I went to Mexico City in these warmer climates, there's also the potential for like traveler's diarrhea, um, food poisoning, is, is just more, more common, more likely. And so here are the things that I like to travel with. So the first is a probiotic. Um, I like the GI probiotic again. Why? I don't know why I did this to myself. I'm like, I could have had a list beside me, but instead I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't need a list. Um, so let me just look up it's pure encapsulations. Okay. I was like me messing it up with something else. So pure encapsulations does a probiotic GI that's, um, shelf stable, which means it doesn't need to be in a fridge. It goes in your bag. It's a one a day. It's a good amount of probiotic. Um, and I just take one of those every day while I'm traveling. If I start to get some GI upset, or if there's some constipation, I'll take more, I'll take two or even up to three a day. Um, 
it's particularly helpful. I find to take like one in the morning. And then if I want to take more probiotic, I'll take two at night before I go to bed. And there's something about like letting the probiotic work on my digestive system overnight while I'm sleeping, while I'm not eating, that really helps to get things on track. So that's the probiotic that I always take. Um, I take a digestive enzyme with me and there's lots of different versions out there. Um, if you're new to it, I suggest that you just get one that doesn't have HCL in it because HCL can be a, a bit irritating depending on your stomach. I've really been loving the alpha sciences, the IB zyme, particularly for people who have IBS like patterns. Um, but there's lots, there's so many out there. You can get them at like every health food store, shoppers, you can get them everywhere. Just a good digestive enzyme will help keep your bowels on track, help to fend off, you know, anything that might be in the food, helps you to break down foods. You know, the other thing that I find really important when we're traveling is to be able to be more adventurous with our food. Yes, within the healthiest framework, we get really clear on what food rhythms and routines tend to feel best in our physical bodies. But when we're traveling, we're not just focused on our physical biological body, right? We're out, we're there to like have fun and try new things and experiment. And, you know, often we're moving our bodies lots. If you travel the way I do, you're walking nonstop. And so, you know, you're hungrier and you want more food and you want more things. And so digestive enzymes will also be incredibly helpful in allowing you to experiment with all the foods to not eat what's on your, your regular rhythm and routine meal plans or, or food plans. And when I say food plans, you know what I mean? I just mean like the patterns that you tend to follow at home. Um, just really helpful for allowing for that adventure without suffering the consequences of it. And I'll just say that Genestra um, Soroyal is a company that particularly also does a really good gluten supplement, uh, a gluten digestive enzyme and a really good dairy enzyme. And so if you want to, you know, I'm not suggesting this, if you have celiac disease or whatever, but if you have sensitivities to either of those things, the supplements are expensive. So it's not the kind of thing that you want to be using every single day of life, but they're particularly helpful if you are traveling and want to be able to be a little bit less worried about gluten and dairy, if they're the kind of things that like make you bloat or make your joints hurt or whatever, these supplements can be incredibly helpful. So Genestra does a gluten enzyme and a dairy enzyme that are very, very, very helpful. The other thing that is great to have on hand, it's not something that I use every day. There's two things actually. Um, I, I, I keep charcoal capsules on hand, um, like uh, Prairie Naturals does like, uh, is it Prairie Naturals or is it Organica? I think Organica does like an activated charcoal um, with some ginger and it's really helpful, like really, really helpful if you think that you've eaten something that's going to cause traveler's diarrhea or, or really bung you up. Like activated charcoal is a binder. And it will help to bind to those things and help you eliminate them so that you're just less affected by them. So having some activated charcoal, uh, and, and again, I like some with a little bit of ginger in it, is going to be amazing to have on hand to help prevent traveler's diarrhea or to help treat it. 
if you feel like it's starting. And then I also really love um, doTERRA has, I always get the name wrong. Look at me doing this again. I want to call it Digest Zen, but I don't know if I'm, yeah, Digest Zen. Um, it, it comes in the in oil that you can like make into capsules. Obviously for travel, you can also just buy the soft gels. And um, that has been the single most effective thing at healing up or, or treating any heartburn that I get while I'm home or traveling, but I love it. It is so good for upset stomachs. Great for, um, really useful for if you've gotten some food poisoning and you want to settle down your stomach, or if you just have some heartburn, heartburn and indigestion from eating, you know, interesting things. So probiotics, digestive enzymes, the charcoal and the digest Zen capsules are like my number, you know, number one combination of digestive support supplements for traveling. And, you know, there were definitely some questions about how, how do you stay on track with eating? And I'll just be honest with you. Um, I don't, I don't worry about staying on track with my eating when I'm traveling. I like to be adventurous and I like to have fun. I like to try new things. I eat more food when I'm traveling. Again, often I'm moving more than I regularly do. So it just goes along with my hunger, but also there's just like so many amazing things to eat and I want to try it all. Now I, you know, I want to say naturally, but through the healing of my relationship with food, I naturally now really enjoy eating things that make me feel good. So I'll say that like when I'm on route, like when I'm on a plane in an airport, getting on trains, I think about three things. I think about fresh food, fatty food, and satiating food. So what do I mean by that? So the magical combination for me when I'm traveling and I, and I don't, and I want to feel like satiated and full, because I will tell you, there have been so many trips where, you know, through my twenties that I already talked about where I wasn't satiated and I missed so much of the trip because all I could think about was food. And I have made a pact to myself that that is just like never going to happen again. That is not going to be my reality. So what does satiation mean? It means that we feel full and we feel done. So for example, when I'm packing food to go on a plane, I'm thinking about bringing fresh food and fatty foods, like foods that are high in fat. So I'm thinking about things like fresh apples, almonds that are high in fat. Um, sometimes I pack carrots, um, cheese or I'll grab cheese sticks when I'm at the airport. Um, I was stuck in the Houston airport for like 12 hours last week on my way home. And I, I got two smoothies while I was there. Like I wanted fresh food. And then I was also eating things like, you know, chocolate that was like high in fat, high in like, it was like a nice dark chocolate that was high in fat, nuts, cheese, um, if I need to be really filled and satiated, I stay away from, this is just me personally, 
things that are too baked or bready because they tend to make me feel bloated and tired and yucky. And instead I'll go for something like French fries, something that's like fattening and satiating. I get a salad and French fries or a smoothie and French fries. And they're great because they tend to be widely available, right? Um, we were joking with friends about, you know, eating while traveling the other week. And it's funny because we've been in all of these like super amazing, beautiful countries and we've eaten at McDonald's several times and people are like, what, what are you talking about? But when you're traveling with kids and you're running from place to place, you know, if we got stuck, there was two or three times on that trip, which is more than we ever eat at McDonald's. We could pop in, we could get the kids smoothies, we could get some French fries, and we all just felt like satiated and full, but not gross. It was affordable, there was bathrooms, there was Wi-Fi, there was just this consistency and familiarity that was really helpful. So um, yeah, and I think like, you know, depending on the country, when we were in Europe, at the train stations, there was always so much beautiful food that you could get before you got on trains. like fresh pre-prepared salads and, and sandwiches and things that were just like really fresh and felt really good. But if that's not the case, I find I look for fresh things. I look for things that are high in fat and I look for things that are going to be really satiating and filling. So, um, those are my tips for en route. And otherwise I just like, I, I eat the way that I normally eat at home while making lots of space for all the fun and the adventure and the spontaneity. And if my digestive system feels a little bit off, I just like, let that be okay because I'm nurturing this other piece of myself, right? I'm nurturing this like social, fun, loving, free, adventurous, um, side of myself. And I, and I know, and I trust that as soon as I get home, I'll get back into my rhythms and routines and like my body will get back on track. My physical body will get back on track. We don't need to feel physically 100% every moment of every day to be healthy. In fact, sometimes my, my true belief is that like letting go of that a little to make space for a different kind of nourishment is the healthiest thing you could ever do. Okay. Last thing is style. I think a lot of people struggle with clothes and what to pack. I think, um, the old me tended to overpack. I tended to bring all kinds of like aspirational clothing, like clothing that I thought was so fun and, um, wild and, and don't get me wrong. I think it's, it's fun to bring clothes that, that is, you know, unique and fun, but for me, what I've really started to cultivate when I travel is a capsule wardrobe. So I actually like go online, I go into Pinterest, I look at a capsule wardrobe list, I make a list of the items like, and, and you can find them on Pinterest where it's like a 10 day trip, a three week trip, a one month trip, and they're really good and they're really well curated. And then I just make a list of all of the general items and what I'm really looking to do is pack things that I know are comfortable, that I love wearing, that I wear frequently, and then I'll throw in a few, you know, like accessories, particularly like jackets, hats, earrings to like mix things up and make it really fun and playful when I'm traveling. And depending on the trip, 
you know, when we were in Europe, I kept a more neutral, we were traveling through March and April and I kept a more neutral, um, color palette. I just went to Mexico city. I brought a really fun palette of like, of like patterns and colors. And I mixed things up and it was just super, super fun. There's no right, like, like colorful, not colorful. Again, when you, when you find these capsule wardrobes that you can kind of emulate or these travel wardrobes, um, it's fun to kind of look for one that has your style. And when you find one that has your style, it can help lead the way. Uh, I also like to make some space to buy one or two things. So if I'm looking through my list of clothing and I'm like, oh, I don't really have a sweater that I want to bring, or, you know, I try to make sure I have enough of the basics that I'm not going to be stuck. But if there's one or two things that's not perfect, I'll just plan on buying them while I'm away. And then it's this sort of like, fun, functional. I come home with something that I really needed that I got to get in another country. It's kind of fun. Um, and the one other thing I'll say that I think a lot about when traveling is just layering. So I don't tend to bring like super big, heavy pieces of like, you know, even if it's spring or winter, I'm not bringing super heavy, um, sweaters or anything. I'm thinking about layering and, you know, having a t-shirt or a long sleeve and a sweatshirt and then a jacket, and then maybe even a second jacket, um, scarves, hats, that kind of thing. I really think about layering, um, so that I can, you know, layer up and also take the layers off. And it's great for mixing and matching and making different outfits. But again, my number one resource for this is just going on Pinterest, looking at travel wardrobes, making a list of the you know, the basic items that I would need to have shopping my own most loved wardrobe first, tried and true things that fit things that are comfortable, things that, you know, you wear often and enjoy, and then like judging it up with really fun accessories and layers and hats. And, you know, depending on where you're going, um, you know, different weather appropriate ac accessories. Um, if you travel a lot, a lot, a lot, and you're working, I tend to believe that you need an individual plan. So these are, these are like the six areas, skin, hydration, immunity, sleep, digestion, and style that most come up. Um, I have a healthy-ish travel guide, which I will link if it is ready by the time this goes live. It's, um, just a really fun way to think about feeling good in your body and about your body while you're on the road. Cause I know it's a struggle for so many people, but I will say if you travel a lot, like for work, for example, um, you might need an individualized plan and that is something I can do for you. And I would love to do for you like an individualized supplement plan, an individualized skin plan, style plan, food plan, movement plan. Um, I didn't really talk about movement in this episode, but that's because either, I'm kind of needing a holiday. And when I need a holiday, I tend to need a holiday from my movement routine. So that happens almost every summer when we go to PEI and I take a break from any kind of structured movement routine. And instead it's just like going for walks and swimming in the ocean. And I kind of just let it all go. Um, or we tend to be taking a holiday where we're walking all the time. And so I don't even think twice about it because we're moving so much. Um, but if you, if you travel a lot, we can come up with like a movement routine that can travel with you. 
So um, those are my favorite products, tips, ideas, thoughts for healthiest travel. If you have any, um, you know, please, please, please pop into my DMs, email me at hello at foodfreedombodylove.com. I would love to hear your thoughts and ideas too. Okay, that's it for me today. Don't forget to get your Healthiest Starter Guide. You can find the link in the show notes. And um, until next time, I hope you have a good one.